Welcome to Co-Designed, a podcast looking at teaching, learning, and the student experience on the Manchester campus of Southern New Hampshire University. Co-Designed is brought to you by the Center for Teaching and Learning. For more information or for any questions, please contact Lynn Murray Chandler at ctl.snhu.edu. Today's original co-designed theme music is Chill Vibe, an original composition written and recorded by Madison Blazjowski, a sport management major from Old Weathersfield, Connecticut. This is the final episode of Co-Designed for the 2022-2023 academic year and features graduating seniors Penny Papa Dimitro and Tyler Dwallaby reflecting on their years at Southern New Hampshire University, their experience working for the athletic office, and talking about what getting involved in student activities has done for them. So hello everybody, I'm JB and welcome to the final episode of Co-Designed for the Spring 2023 semester. Today we're going to take a look at athletics, but from maybe a little bit of a different perspective. My two guests today are Tyler Dwallaby and Penny Papadimitriou, and we're going to talk about their experience. Here's the thing, they're both involved in athletics without actually being athletes on any varsity or club sport teams. So I think I'm going to have each one of them introduce themselves to you, tell you a little bit about what they do on campus, and then we'll start talking about how all this got started. Okay, hi, my name is uh, Penelope, or a lot of people call me Penny. JB calls me Pennywise. Penny, (laughs) Penny, Penny. As you can tell from my last name, I am Greek. I've been involved with sports my whole life. I started playing basketball at the age of probably probably third grade, I would say, and then I stopped senior year of high school. Where was all this? Back home. In it was Greece. back home. It was Greece. I was born here. That's why I don't really have that Greek, like, thick accent, just like the my big fat Greek wedding that you hear that accent over there. But I grew up, I was born here and I grew up in Greece, so it's definitely a very, very different perspective. So a lot of people do consider me an international student when I'm not. Okay, so you played basketball in Greece. What level did you get to when you played? I did play a couple of professional games with the women when I was younger. Never got paid. But it was definitely a great experience because as a young kid, that's all you want to do when it comes to the sport that you love. And it was definitely a, I guess, wake-up call in terms of when I was younger, what I wanted to do. So I knew that, okay, I want to play pro. Like, I'm doing it now at whatever, like, 13, 14. Like, why can I not do that when I'm, like, 20? Circumstances change, things change. I never, I honestly never thought that I would end up in college back in the States. Okay, so we'll come back to that. And the interesting thing is, this is senior year. That is. You're about to move on to the next chapter of your life, and there is only one thing on your program evaluation that you still have to do in order to be able to graduate. It's Tell people what that is. My internship at athletics. But there was one other uh, 
caveat that we threw in back in your freshman year, and you still haven't lived up to it. We're putting this on air. No. We're putting this on air for the There's public There's no ear. reason to put... Are you talking about the game of horse? I'm talking about a game of horse. Penny has to beat me. All of 5'8 and 60 years old, Penny still has to beat me in a game of horse, and she's been ducking it for three years Listen, already. I but, do not want to hurt the old man's feelings. That's all. I mean, truthfully, is it even a contest at that point? It shouldn't be, should it? The pressure's on Penny. This is part of the challenge of graduating from Southern New Hampshire University. So, Tyler, you are our play-by-play and commentary for SNU Ice Hockey. Tell us about how you got involved in that. Well, getting involved in commentary for Southern New Hampshire was a lot easier than you might think it would be, It you know. You, you you contact athletic communi- athletic communications uh, Bob Lippman Eric Copeland those names if if you don't know them get to you know should, them you you should get to know them because those guys are your th- those guys are the people you want to talk to play by play announcing it's you know one of those things that I have wanted to do for a long time and when I got started with the hockey team uh, it, it was awesome and I actually got started before hockey season during volleyball and soccer so I started doing a lot more of those sports. And I quickly just turned to doing all of them. So is it that easy for someone to get involved in athletics from maybe a non-athlete perspective? A- absolutely. It's, it's one of the, I found it really easy to put, an email in, to put an email out and get my name out there to see if I can get hired. That well, is quite literally how I got hired here. I, I, I you know, emailed Eric Copeland and said, I would like to do some play-by-play announcing for SNHU. How do I go about that? And he gave me all the steps I needed, and that was that. So for anyone out there listening, as you come here to Southern New Hampshire University, we see so often how getting students involved in anything, any club activity, sports, extracurricular, student government, you name it, it just seems to broaden their experience and makes it a happier time. What has being involved in athletics from this perspective done for either of you? I think, honestly, for me, being involved with commentary and athletics really it, it really enhanced my experience, not only because I got to commentate on the sport that I love, ice hockey, but also you tend to start to build friendships with the players on these teams because you see them every single day on campus, walking around, going to classes, some of them even in the same classes most likely as you. So... There's a lot of those factors that go into what enhances the experience, and I just think that building that community and still being able to do the thing you love is truly a, that combination. It's just unmatched. Penny, how about you? What, what is working in the athletic... First of all, tell us what you do in the athletic office, and what has that done for you as your experience here at school, and is it going to make a contribution to, to possibly your career path, too? So I do work for the operation, so I'm in the office. I make sure that the games are being set up, if there's any games, or being broken down as an intern. Initially, I would communicate with the visiting teams, letting them know what's the deal, where they're going to go, remind them what time they're playing, because a lot of times the coaches don't really, you know, they're not all there. But it is a very interesting, I would say, point of view to see the behind the scenes because that's 
basically all we do is behind the scenes for practices, it's behind the scenes for games. And it is very, very fascinating to me because I never prior to that knew what was going on because again, back home I was just an athlete. So I wouldn't, we wouldn't help set up. I mean, it's different in Greece because we don't have, like we have our own water bottles and towels. We don't have like, we don't go back to the locker rooms. Only like the pro teams do that. And I guess the college experience being in the NCAA, whether you're division one, two or three, is very exciting to be any, to play any part of it, basically, even for example, being like the water boy. So it is, I guess, an honor to be a part of our athletics because I work for James Gassman, who's um, one of the athletic directors and he is awesome. He is super resourceful and super helpful and he is mainly, he cares for everybody. So I feel like that's a big part of being either an athletic director or even a coach. You have to show that you care for these kids in order for them to either work for you or even play for your team. So it's, I, I love working for athletics and a lot of people might say that, okay, we don't really do that many things. But as an intern, because I'm not only a student worker, it is it is a blessing to see the literally the behind the scenes. So I get giddy every time. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go grab the uniforms. I, I'm gonna go pack their bags, make sure everything is all set up. So I feel like I'm part of the team. It sounds that way from your description. So how does this tie into your major or minor? I know you're you're a business major with a sport management minor. So I my my degree in April because I'm graduating soon. I uh, will say that I am a business administration with a concentration in sports management and a minor in communications. For those who don't know, JB was my professor for all of my communication classes. It is a very fun degree. It's a great collab of those two topics because A, I love sports. I grew up loving sports. And B, I talk a lot. So hopefully I get to do that in the future too, whether that could be, I listen, you might see me on camera and I might be a reporter. Sure. You never know. So Tyler, how does this tie into your degree and maybe your career <laughs> plans too? Well, for me, it ties into my degree because I'm a communications major. So, you know, that really helps to be in athletic communications as a communications major. But uh, my future career plans are actually to become a hockey broadcaster, hopefully permanently for a team. Um, actually, there is a new North American Hockey League team coming to Hooksit, New Hampshire, called the New Hampshire Mountain Kings, of which I have emailed their GM and am going to put my name in to try and be their play-by-play -play announcer, but I've not heard back yet. What would that process look like? Do you have any idea in terms of how they how would they go about finding a, a sportscaster? Is that something they advertise for? Do you, do you do a demo tape for them? Sometimes you would you would see an advertisement for the role, but a lot of the time, a lot of the time, you put your name out there, and some people will be interested in a broadcaster. But if you have already made a name for yourself in certain areas, for for example, in the Eastern Hockey League, 
in the case of the New Hampshire Avalanche or here at the school even at Southern New Hampshire, you start to get your name out there in the announcing world and people will watch these games and then they'll be like, oh, this guy contacted me for a role. Okay, let's let's try and get him on. Or you can, or you can put out a demo tape, make a reel for yourself and just compile some clips together. I have a question. Why hockey out of all the sports that you've done? Because hockey's the greatest sport in the world. Okay, so in your in your time doing some of the hockey announcing, have you gotten an opportunity to network with, or meet other people in the profession? Yes, so I've actually I've made a couple of connections, one of them being uh, Neil Raven at the Eastern Hockey League, and he actually got me scheduled for a few avalanche games earlier in March. Okay, so there is, again... You know, getting involved in activities on campus, it's a chance to expand your network out into the professions that you're hoping to go into. So it sounds like both of you have had some of that experience also. I, I want to come back to what you were talking, Penny, about feeling like you're, you're, you're part of the team. I'm listening to that enthusiasm that you're bringing to it. And it, it really sounds like people don't always understand what it takes to put a team out on the ice or out onto the court where there's so much behind the scenes work going on to make it a complete experience for the fans, for the league. And it sounds like both of you have stepped into those types of roles. Well, I feel like being an athlete mostly, you, one thing that they always teach athletes is that always be a team, always collaborate and help others so <clears throat> and that's the thing that's a lot of times when it comes to career paths say you want to reach a certain goal you have to start somewhere whether you like it or not so I feel like I I try to be very I mean you know me I try to be very enthusiastic but eventually if I don't want to do something I don't have to do it I'm not obligated to do it but being in the sports industry it just brings me joy because I could start being a water girl and with the relationships that I build, the connections that I build, the people that I get to meet and putting in the hard work, I can reach the level that I want to at some point because I don't believe that, oh, I go out in the field after graduation and I get my, my dream job. That's, I feel like that obviously can happen, but that's, the, the chances are very, very low for that to happen. You know, it's interesting. I'm hearing <laughs> you describe that. And one of the things that we as professors always do is we talk to you guys about you have to pay your dues. You have to pay your dues. And listening you to your description of it, it you don't. you're talking about doing all the things that we would consider paying dues, but you don't make it sound like it's the drudgery of dues paying. It sounds like you're enjoying the experience and, and learning new things and moving up. Well, that's the thing. You have to, whether <clears throat> it is, whether you're learning something, every experience, and that's one thing that I've learned from being back home and growing up in Greece, in Athens, and then moving here, so like leaving my family and moving here by myself, it is that it's that every experience, good or bad, can be a learning lesson for you to grow into the person that you're meant to grow into. Tyler, in your experience, 
when you're calling the games, are you part of a broadcast team? Is there anybody else with you when you're calling? So yeah, there are uh, a lot. There are people who are on the cameras, people who are on you know, tricasting, who are on stats, all that stuff. There's a whole team of people that are doing these things, and we all, you know, we come together. We'll make predictions about some of the games. We'll, you know, whatever. But it's it's a great environment with a lot of with a lot of people. Yes, it's a work environment, but also you can tell that we've been working together for a while. You know what I mean? So it sounds, one of the things that I've always wondered with athletics, and I see that with the players, but now I'm hearing it from both of you also, is that one of the things you learn is that teamwork and that collaboration, and that's some of the skills that we know employers are looking for these days. They want to see those collaborative skills. As much as we talk about group projects in class and people don't necessarily enjoy the fact that it's a group project, when you get get out of here, everything is going to be a group project. You're always going to be part of a team at work. Do not get me started, Uh. JB. Do not get me started on group projects. I just hope those people in in those group projects that didn't pay their dues, as you say... They, they will learn at some point. Well, a lot of the times also I, I can kind of, you know, empathize with, other, with certain people on, you know, mm-hmm. especially on end-of-the-year group projects. You know, I'm in one right now where I feel as though, you know, I'm, I'm telling my group, you know, the, my group leader that, yes, I want to put an effort, you know, let me know where you need me to do this and that and stuff. But I also feel like I'm not doing enough. But at the same time, I have four other classes I'm doing other assignments for. So it's kind of juggling that. Well, you are doing enough, but it's it's also feel like it feels like a lot of times when it comes to group projects, and I feel like we live in a generation where we don't, we're sadly we're not that good at communicating. So you can say as Tyler, hey, Penny, let me know whatever you need. I got you, and you feel like okay, I'm not putting that much effort, and I'm not doing as much as I should be doing, but. Let's not forget you have four classes, you have to go home, you have, say you have family issues, say you have personal issues. There's a lot on your plate that just chill and take a breather for a second. There are people that can be like, all right, Tyler, thank you so much. If I have anything, I'll let you know. And there are other people where they don't care, be like, Tyler's trying to like, take my spot like what are you trying to do so you know i'm hearing you two talk about the teamwork and the the different things on your plate how do you find time or how do you how do you balance you make time your work in class your athletic duties and whatever else you have going on in your lives how, how do you do that i feel like one thing that my old man was always saying was if you really want to succeed in any aspect and if you really want it you can always no matter the excuse quote-unquote excuse you can always make time so I work two jobs I have a job at the restaurant and I also have a job here at athletics uh, I can't say I have classes I have my internship class because I planned it that way so I can only have my internship class But when I had classes, say the fall, I had two jobs, I had my classes, I had a couple of personal issues, I was also missing my family back home because I don't see my parents and my brother that often, I see them once a year. If you want to, you can make time. So you can say, wake up, It's, it's all about your 
it's about your, I guess, mentality. So you can, it, it is, listen, you're, you have a roof over your head, you have food to eat, wake up in the morning, take five minutes, wake up a little extra if you have to, exercise, drink your water, and just get ready, like put your mind into a mindset where you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick yep. bottoms today. Mm -hmm. So I feel like whether, and I know it's, it's easier said than done, but I definitely have those moments too where I wake up and I'm like, Goodness gracious. <laughs> Sounds like we need Bill Belichick in here giving a do your job speech. <laughs> Listen, uh, whether you like it or not, you're going to have to do your job because you're getting paid to do it. If you don't like it, you can always leave. No one's holding you accountable unless you have a contract. I quite literally get paid to watch hockey games and call them. And I just I show up every time and I love I love being there and everything. And sometimes, you know. Sometimes with the passion of my job, I, I, I can't even fathom why some people would not want to go to something that they love. It's what you said, though. Not a lot of people necessarily love it. It's the fact that, okay, I like it. I'm familiar with it. I'm comfortable with it. So that's what we lack of as students. We're not... We need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, I moved out of my house when I was 18... And I followed literally my dream to come back to the States because that was my dream. I, wanna go to, I wanted to go to college in the States. I always said it ever since we left. And I told my dad, listen, it's going to be very, very tough. But I told him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that degree no matter what. So it's, it's solely because you love the sport that much. And not necessarily of, of your position, but you love the sport that much where whatever you could be doing, as long as you are you were in the arena, you were fine with that. Oh, 100%. I mean, I actually had a job working with the Manchester Monarchs in their locker room in their last year of existence. That was an interesting experience. And being on that, being on that end of the locker room as well as, you know, the other end of it, uh, it really, it, it's really just gives you a whole new perspective on the sport. Our last question. Both of you are graduating seniors. By the time this episode airs and people are listening to it, both of you will have tossed your caps up in the air. What's the favorite memory? What's, what's the, the best moment of your time at Southern Hampshire University that you're going to be taking away with you? What's going to stay with you for the rest of your life? Uh, honestly, the thing that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life is the friends that I've made through this job. That's really been the best part of this. I mean, I love the job. JB, I've told you many times that I love the job, that mm -hmm. I, I, I've come into your office, I don't know how many times after a game, either ranting or happy to... But the passion has always been there no matter what. Exactly. And mm -hmm. that's something that I want to take with me to every single job. But also, the big thing is that these, these friends... And these people that I've met. I've met a lot of the guys on the hockey team, all great guys. And, you know, they they make me feel welcome. It makes me, this this university makes me feel welcome. And that's really the biggest thing. How about you, Penny? Um, I would definitely say the connections and relationships that I built with the professors, 
and the students. I've definitely have made some friendships here that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And I feel like the thing that I will also take with me, and it's definitely a highlight, is the lessons that I've learned these past four years. And lessons I'm not saying about like like classes, but mm -hmm. like the, 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 the life, life lessons. lessons, the life-changing sure. lessons. Because I know you have been a big part of these four years and helping me with so many things with classes. And I feel like if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been slowly falling in love with podcasting, just talking and like speaking up because I don't know if you remember the first time you saw me mm -hmm. as a freshman. It, 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 I remember exactly. I was it so was in shy. what was then our Com 126 <laughs> class, the media literacy. And yeah, you were, I don't want to call you a wallflower, but you were pretty quiet <laughs> until the final group project. And something about you, while you were up in front of the room doing the presentation, you just lit up and you had this look on your face like, all of a sudden, you got it. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, she came alive and everything was everything <laughs> fell into place. I'm that, the final girl. That's part of the magic moments we have as professors. So, you know, it's almost like closing the loop here right now. I had both of you, you know, since you were puppies. You know, and this this is part of the, the bittersweet part of, of, of being on my role. It's like, you know, I get the joy of watching you guys grow up right before my very eyes. It's four years. And it sounds corny, but it, but it really is true. You know, my, make us cry. I, I have a son named Tyler, and I always refer to you as my other Tyler because, <laughs> because of that. So, you yeah. know, I'm just so proud of both of you and watching how far you've come. So, you know, thank you for being a guest on this podcast. And, and thank you, you know, for inviting yeah, us. Yeah, you know, JB, it's... I don't think you realize sometimes the, the kind of impact you have on some students. Like, yeah, yeah, students will be like, uh, you know, students have their professors they don't like. But, you know, whoever, you know, I, I can't even imagine someone that just doesn't, I mean, who, who doesn't like JB? Come on. Here you have it. You see what getting involved does for people <laughs> on campus. We, we get to have just these <laughs> BS conversations like this and have fun together. But this is all part of that college experience. So again, my guests have been Penny Papadimitri and Tyler Dwalaby. Thank you so much for joining us. And that wraps up the 2023 spring semester season of Co-Designed.